0: Presenting this month's special series, Focus on Sports Medicine. We're talking to experts in the field about sports and exercise related injuries and the latest advances in diagnosis, treatment, and prevention to help your patients stay active.
1: It takes more than orthopedic specialists and personal trainers to keep professional athletes ready to play their best. Today's team physicians are noted researchers and leading specialists who perform alongside Super Bowl champions. You're listening to a special focus on sports medicine on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Dr. Joseph Maroon. Dr. Maroon is a noted board-certified neurosurgeon at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and the neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 2009 World Champions of the National Football League. Dr. Maroon is Heindel Scholar in neurosurgery at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. He has been the team neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last 20 years and has been honored around the world for his research and clinical care in the field of neurosurgery but has also been inducted into the Lou Holtz Upper Ohio Valley Hall of Fame alongside the likes of Joe Montana and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Western Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame. He joins us today from his offices in Pittsburgh. Dr. Maroon, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals.
0: Thank you so much, Bruce. It's my pleasure.
1: It's great to have you here today, and I know you are working on a lot of interesting research, but before we talk about that, if you could give our listeners some insight on what it is like to be a team doctor and how you got into this, having been involved with perhaps one of the best-run sports teams of any kind in the world, given their success.
0: Well, for many years, for most of my career, Bruce, I've been fixing cars after they're broken, so to speak. I've always been concerned about what we can do to prevent injuries. And when I first came to the University of Pittsburgh, I saw that the incidence of quadriplegia in Western Pennsylvania was about 1 in 11,000 high school athletes. There was 1 in 11,000 chance of being quadriplegic at the end of the season. That was if just you high school,
1: football, high school kids? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
0: So I became very interested early on about how to prevent injuries. We also... Then, subsequently, with Chuck Knoll, Super Bowl coach of the Steelers, developed a system called IMPACT, Immediate Post-Athletic Concussion Testing, which is a neurocognitive test that assesses memory, verbal and written memory, reaction time, to determine when an athlete can go back to playing football. It's a test that we give to all players, all athletes, to baseline them. And then, if they have a concussion, we test them again which gives us the best assessment of their brain function and whether or not they can return to football. It's the standard of care now in all major sports leagues and over 2,000 high schools and colleges. It should be in every high school and college in the country where contact sports are played. So being a team physician at any level, high school, college, professional, is an incredible responsibility in caring for the athletes and providing the very best care.
1: I was even sort of surprised when I first heard that, you know, the Steelers had a neurosurgeon. I mean, this is something that increasingly in a lot of sports, it's becoming more specialized. I mean, the athletes are, you know, some say they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster than they used to be. I mean, is this something that goes on in other sports teams where they increasingly have more specialists involved?
0: Well, I think particularly for football, where the NFL and every team, every high school and college team is very concerned about concussions and concussion management. And that primarily is in the realm of neurosurgery or neurology, and also neck injuries, ruptured discs, spine problems, back problems. These all fall under the purview of neurosurgery. Very early on, working with the Steelers, we were able to develop, again, not only therapeutic strategies for the injuries that occur, but also working on prevention. So I think... It's not the standard in the NFL. Neurosurgeons are associated with every team, but I've become much, I think, probably more involved because of my interest in other areas.
1: I've written a lot about preventive care, and you, know, you talk about the medical home with health care reform and such, and uh, generally males out there such as you and I, although you're a physician, I'm sure you go to the doctor. How are these guys as patients? they want to see the doctor? Or are they cognizant of no, the need? No, I'll
0: tell you this. In my period over 15 or 20 years dealing with the professional athlete, there's a huge change from when I first started when doctors were anathema to now the league informs players about the area. Or what is a concussion? How do you deal with it? What are the consequences? They're very informed individuals and very cooperative, and really I think they're incredible good patients to deal with.
1: And also, what I find interesting about you and your career is that some of the things that you've written about and become noted in and even books that you've been involved in, you know, you don't just stick to your field of neurosurgery. And and you have a new book out, if you could tell us a little bit about that, because I think that that applies to not only, you know, the athletic field, but something that our physician community might benefit from.
0: Well, I've been competing in triathlons for about the last 20 years and did the Hawaiian Ironman actually last October. And doing that, the endurance events kind of wear your own body down. I developed an ulcer from taking ibuprofen several years ago and looked into what is an alternative to the agents that cause ulcers, sometimes heart attacks and strokes that we routinely give patients and discovered that fish oil, was a wonderful natural anti-inflammatory, and I began working with a company called Nordic Naturals that has a very good product that is very good for inflammation. More recently, I authored a book entitled The Longevity Factor, How Resveratrol and Red Wine Activate Genes for a Longer and Healthier Life, and in this, I go into great detail the new concepts of gene activation in a layman's terms using resveratrol which is a natural product from grapes. David Sinclair from Harvard University was just featured on 60 Minutes talking about the anti-inflammatory effect, the health effect, and how it actually may help increase longevity by reducing cancer, heart disease, maybe even Alzheimer's because of its anti-inflammatory effect. All of those diseases are associated with inflammation as the common factor. So if we can prevent inflammation through good nutrition, through exercise, through supplements such as omega-3 fatty acids or fish oil, possibly resveratrol, and reducing stress with spiritual, religious, meditative type practices, it gives us the optimum chance to live longer and healthier, which is what's described in the book, The Longevity Factor.
1: Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to a special focus on sports medicine on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and I'm with the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today is Dr. Joseph Maroon, who is a noted neurosurgeon at the University of Pittsburgh, but he's also the team physician for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I want to ask you, when you do your research and such, with the athletes, are there certain unique traits that are with them that also help in your care of other patients? Any research that you've done on professional athletes that have helped you in your practice for the greater good for our physician listeners out there?
0: Absolutely. We First of all, they're tremendously motivated individuals and, and really don't want the downtime and they're anxious to get back, which is great to deal with that kind of a patient. But also, extremely health conscious, looking for the edge to be better, go faster, higher, longer, stronger. And actually, we recently did a study in a group of professional athletes, which we gave one group fish oil and the other not, and we measured their cardiovascular risk factors, their HDL, LDL, triglycerides. And we found that with the omega-3 fatty acids in fish oil, we were able to give what we believe added protection in lowering the LDL, raising the HDL, and lowering triglycerides in a group of healthy athletes who are always, as I said, looking to do better. So we just published this paper in Sports Health Medical Journal, and it's an observation that certainly carries over into the entire population that was made in, in athletes.
1: Quite frankly, Pittsburgh has won more world champions than any other team, and and you've been with them for a long time. Have you done any long-term studies relative to concussions or anything with athletes? Because, you know, sometimes you read where, you know, a certain athlete has, you know, developed some brain or cognitive problems because they played sports so long. I mean, is that just sort of an outlier, or are there certain things that, when these guys are playing so hard for so long because they make a lot of money that perhaps something happens to them down the road or do they generally maintain healthy lives?
0: Bruce, we need to schedule another show for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's a terribly appropriate question. There's a tremendous amount of concern about a condition that may occur from multiple concussions. And that's why we've instituted the neurocognitive tests in high schools and colleges of impact because... If you go back too soon after suffering a concussion, there's an increased likelihood that you can suffer perhaps even more damage, and there's no concussion that's simple. We have at the University of Pittsburgh the largest concussion center in the United States seeing over 1,000 athletes a year suffering from the residual of concussions. In other words, they didn't get better in a week or two days or five days, And you can have long-term problems unquestionably in terms of memory, concentration, focus, etc. So this whole area that you're mentioning is critical to address in an appropriate scientific fashion. And that's what we attempt to do with our neurocognitive tests. And if you want more information on that, impacttest.com has the literature, the papers, and and how that's handled. But it's a very, very critical problem. And unfortunately, it's not appreciated at the high school level like it should be.
1: Well, that's interesting, too, because for our primary care doctor listeners, would be able to find that information about that because generally, that's where they can find the problems because it seems like a lot of kids still come in to get a physical before they play football their freshman year in high school, and that seems to be a sort of a time when some things like this could be addressed, is it not?
0: Absolutely, and the AWARE high schools are doing impact baseline testing with their general physical exam so that if a concussion occurs any time during the season or during the career, you have a baseline that can be compared that gives objective data as to how the brain is indeed functioning and if the athlete is ready to go back to play.
1: And what would you tell these physicians out there, the primary care guys, would you say that they should come back in again the following year, you know, be tested once a year just to be sure?
0: We generally will test them every couple of years unless they have a concussion. If they have a concussion, they're tested within 24 to 48 hours. And then again, if it's not normal, if they're not back to baseline, they absolutely shouldn't return to physical contact. In fact, we know that exertional activity can actually worsen the symptoms of the post-concussion syndrome if they go back too soon.
1: Have you found anything relative to female athletes and anything that you've found in your research in other sports?
0: Yes, we have. And again, you can go to the website impacttest.com and find papers published by my associates, Mark Lovell and Mickey Collins, who are both neuropsychologists. And we found that we believe that women are more susceptible to concussive blows because of the lack of cervical development and the forces that can be generated when they're struck in the head that may be transmitted more directly to the brain than a well-muscled, thick-necked male.
1: All right. Well, we're running out of time, but I do have one more question. Are the Steelers going to win another one this year?
0: Well, I think we're on track to do that.
1: Well, with that, I would like to thank Dr. Joseph Maroon, who's been our guest. He's a neurosurgeon at the University of Pittsburgh and the neurosurgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you've been listening to a special focus on sports medicine on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and I've been your host. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening.
0: You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Sports Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at reachmd.com.